Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy Hour, part of the family of shows on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. I'm Graham DePonte, sitting in for the irreplaceable Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll get to hear some live music. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already. So let's just get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together. Sitting around the table with me at the beautiful Casa Borrega is Brad Bohannon, co-owner of Spirits on Bourbon. Brad is a Waynesville, Missouri native and came to New Orleans to see if the love of his life, Arita, a native New Orleanian, would be his bride. She said yes, and the rest is history. His life has never been the same. Just ask him. He'll tell you all about it. Brad graduated with a Bachelor's of Art in Criminal Justice. That sounds interesting. It sounds like we might have to talk about that, Brad. He is the owner of many businesses, including Turtle Bay on Decatur, Tavern on Vets, Spirits on Bourbon, Bohannon, Heibner Publishing. Brad is the voice of Spirits, but pre- prefers to think of himself as the personality of Spirits. Well, we'll see about that. Um, <laughs> I also have Larissa Gray, a teacher at Lusher with a performing arts background. She is also a 12-year member of the New Orleans Pussyfooters, an organization committed to empowering women through service and volunteer work. Larissa has taken on various leadership roles within the the Pussyfooters organization, including dance captain, fundraiser, board president, and chair of the Blush Ball Committee. And Larissa, the Blush Ball is the... Uh, annual benefit for Metro Center for Women and Children. That's correct. And are you cheering it up this year? I am. All right. Why don't you tell us when it's going to be? Saturday, January the 18th. And you can go to pussyfooters.org to uh, buy your tickets or find out anything you'd like to know about our uh, service mission. Where? At Very the, loud. No, that's all right. Yeah. At the Cannery, a beautiful okay. new venue that's really just starting to pop a little bit. Is that where the events. can company is? It's the gorgeous space behind the can. Right. Lock building. That'll be great. It's going to be a great party. Good, good. Yeah. Good. Well, you can tell us more about that For as sure. well. Uh, our music guest today, very excited to have John Roninger, a truly unique slice of American songwriting, blending New Orleans-style jazz and blues with folk storytelling. Touring internationally since 2003, his record Charmed Life saw regular spins on BBC, BBC Wales, and BBC Scotland, and nationally broadcast Radio Amsterdam. His 2010 release Someone Else and the, 20, and the 2007 release Charmed Life have placements on HGTV, Platinum Babies, and the same theme song for UK-based company Bedford for Beds. Roniger's song Redneck Riviera has been licensed for a 2012 full-length feature film called Island of Fantasy. Was that released someone, already? Someone needs to update that. Yeah, yeah that's was, already been released, yeah, huh? It was, it was released, and yeah, we got the little IMBD or whatever it is, a little yeah. list of sound. Yeah. On a soundtrack, who was, go who figure. Was in that? Who was in that movie? No clue. No. <laughs> did, you, did you see that movie, John? No, I've no. never seen it. Right. I'm still uh, waiting for my check. Uh, his latest projects, Nola Rolls and Dirty Gypsy, showcase the timeless quality of a seasoned songwriter and the unique musical style that only a New Orleans native could produce. Awesome. Oh, and also selected for 2011, oh, yeah. 2012, and 2013 French Quarter Festival and the 2011, 2012, and 2013 Key West Songwriters Festival. Yeah, awesome. That. You've played... Lots of places. You don't yeah. have to list them. I'm not, I'm, it's I'm, too many. I'm not. It's too many to even <laughs> contemplate. Big time. Well, welcome everybody. I'm really excited to have you guys here. Uh, I want to. I wanted to ask um, Brad. The reason that I found you for this show is you had placed. You'd placed in the uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, New York Television Festival as a semifinalist in the annual A and E Unscripted Development Pipeline. And was your show about your bar? Yeah, it's kind of about us, our daily lives in the bar, and how we kind of clown it up been featured on a couple episodes on spike tv already and we were getting a great response from it and people are coming in all the day kind of check us out so i met some film students from around here and i said let's shoot us a pilot for this show a sizzle reel and not knowing any better being naive my whole life on everything we could do we sent it out there next thing you know a and e's calling us and so so what's the premise it's it's just a reality show about the bar being on Bourbon Street. That's the one that we sent out there, and we just just stuff that we see every day. People in Iowa thinks it was a big deal. It's yeah, us. Yeah. It's normal. So we just kind of go on and just kind of clown it up and have, have show our everyday life, kind of show 
we're not the swamp people. We're we're Bourbon Street people, and there's everybody's on vacation, having a good time. So we just show it. We just do what we do, and it's it's not scripted, and we just went went for it. And how many episodes have you shot? We haven't shot. We shot the sizzle reel for that, mm -hmm. and then what happened is the festival called us, and so we got down to 20 people, 20 shows, and then we started getting calls from Hollywood. So then we started negotiating a deal with a, a tremendously huge producer. And I, my wife just texted me when I came in here with the contracts on the desk, and we'll start shooting in January. That is great. So your your club can be like on the on one of those uh, Hollywood Nola tours. Yep. Yeah. Probably right. Oh, it, it's already on there. It's, it's already on, the on there. Already. It's been on a couple episodes on Spike TV, and uh, it's just been a lot of fun doing it. And we're just excited about it because the people that we're working with are just phenomenal, and it's great. And we'll be able to show New Orleans in a different light. Yeah. Well. Speaking of a different light, Larissa, you are a pussyfooter. I am. You are no stranger to Bourbon Street, I, I gather. I am no stranger to Bourbon Street or, the, or the many streets on which you have, might find Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> have you been to Raz Bar? Have you been to Spirits on I Bourbon? have not, but I am making several mental notes. Pubs <laughs> <laughs> I need to visit soon. Yeah, you yeah. got to come try Absolutely. it out. It's pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. We don't take it too serious. Well, listen, soon enough, the pussyfooters are going to hit the streets and start selling tickets to our event and raffle tickets uh, related to our event. And we might like to come dressed in our pink glittery finest and sell some tickets at your bar. Let's so you might it. find I'll us like, there. Let's Look do at it. this. This is Kismet. We'll put this together right now. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about Pussyfooters. It's not just for fun, right? There's it's not. It's definitely fun. It is. I fun. know a lot of people, a lot of ladies in that organization, yep. and they are always doing something. Yep. There's always. an event. There, it seems like there's an event every weekend. There is. There and, and sometimes twice a weekend. Wow. But um, we're um, we're over 100 members strong, so wow. we don't have trouble. Um, meeting the requests of anybody that might invite us to come in and uh, volunteer at their event, uh, provide eye candy for their event, or help out or promote their event. We have a lot of members who are very networked, very connected in the city, and it's easy for us to show up in numbers and get some good work done. So what is it that you, that you, that you do? How do you perform for these events? What's the, you guys are dancers? We, well, that's actually an interesting question because we make quite a point of uh, making it a social network in which no dance experience is required. No dance skills are required. No dance experience is required. Once a, a, a lady becomes a member, we essentially teach her everything she needs to know to be a good pussyfooter. So, so you yeah. rehearse, you do do, you do do you do classes? Do you start with we beginning? Our, our rehearsal season starts in October, so we're kind of ramping it up. Uh, we're in the heat of it now. Um, there are minimum requirements per month and week to attend so many rehearsals, more for new members. Mm. Um, and we have rehearsal practice, uh, rehearsal locations all over the city, primarily on neutral grounds and pocket parks and big like parks it. all over the city to accommodate the neighborhoods where our members live. And marching outside gives us good parade practice. So you will see us outside of coffee shops and pubs all over town on the neutral yeah. ground <laughs> now, right are, now. Are there, are there dues to be a pussy yes. Yeah. Yeah, our dues are pretty minimal, actually, mm -hmm. when you look at the okay. price of being a member of some of the other high-profile organizations. It's pretty affordable. Yeah. And, and your mission is to empower women. Our mission is to empower women, and our mission is not only to empower our members through dance, through performance, through being glittery, pink, and sparkly, but you know, there's, there's a kind of empowerment that comes just from that. The pink um, is associated with pussy putters. Yes, it is. Yeah. And... Um, we also empower women through our service mission, and we um, are very assertive about that through the uh, annual fundraiser, the Blush Ball, and this is our fifth annual. Um, the Blush Ball benefits the Metro Center for Women and Children. The Metro Center for Women and Children does not just serve women and children, but that's their primary client base. They are the oldest and largest network of shelter and service providers to victims of domestic violence. Wow. And how did you guys choose them for your ball, your well, blush ball? We knew that we wanted a local organization because we had worked with international organizations before. And we knew we need, after Katrina, we really wanted to regroup and keep our money at home. And we also knew that mental health organizations and domestic violence advocacy organizations are often in the crosshairs of the state legislature for budget cuts. Of course which is happening sure. again. And that's a great program. My <laughs> wife sits on that board, actually. Does she? Yeah. Well, how about that? <laughs> Serendipity in all kinds of ways. Well, um, she will be getting information about our event soon because we just sent all of our e-blast stuff out today. And some of it's going to the board members first at Metro. And um, tell us again, where can we go for more information about this event? You can go to pussyfooters.org 
and uh, Blush Ball is the first thing that pops up on our homepage right now. Just start clicking and you'll uh, buy tickets and get more info and you can also click to a link to Metro to find out more about their services as well. Good, and you can also buy tickets from your favorite Absolutely. pussy footer. You can buy yeah. tickets from your favorite pussy footer. You okay. can buy tickets at any Flirty Girls outlet and mm. also at Miss Claudia's Vintage Wear On Magazine. What what kinds of, of women are um, make up the pussy footers? How many, you said a, a hundred? We have actually 116 active members at this time. What kinds of, where do they come from? All over, every yeah. walk of life. Because it's a social network, we tap into, you know, every kind of friend there is to have in New Orleans. We have uh, independent artists, and we have stay-at-home moms, and we have real estate agents. We have brain surgeons, neuro-research scientists, wow. school teachers, nurses, yeah. doctors. How about a reality show? <laughs> no, believe me, right? it has been a topic right. of conversation. Has it? Yeah. Well, it what we perfect. Right? What we really wanted to do was get on Pimp My Ride. We wanted yeah. we wanted to That's pull right. up an old car and pimp it out for the Mardi Gras parades for the. Uh, but the I, wagon, I think you know? I've always I've always wanted to do a Pimp My Rickshaw kind of a right. version of that, and I think we could have like in the ones that Pimp Pimp My Float or or Pimp My Pedicab like. Absolutely. You know, those things. Yeah. Pimp, because Pimp My Ride is like kind of come and gone, which was like, such a great show. And it was a great love to <laughs> yeah, I love that. Those things <laughs> come back around. Yeah, it was they definitely do. one of my, guilt, it was definitely one of my guilty pimp, pleasures. Pimp My Pedicab with the pussyfooters, Pimp My Pedicab. Yeah, exactly. Was, like, that sounds great. Like, yeah. And with all the alliteration on the P, exactly. listen to how that just flows. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus then you can have pussyfooters riding, pushing the pedicabs around, pulling, as it were. Definitely. Uh -huh. yeah. But could be another way to raise money. It I'm could be. For it. I'm for it. I think you need to write that down. I'm making Larissa. more mental notes. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Sure. Well, now John already stole something already today. What was it? It was uh, 20 years too late. 20 years yeah. too late. Yeah, yeah. John. We, John's been hanging out. Look for that on radio. <laughs> stole. <clears throat> stole Brad. You can yeah. tell he spent some time in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> stole Brad's. Uh, well, you know they, they fall line. in out of the window. You got to grab them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You wrote, you wrote that down, right? You got that in your iPad. I'm on it. On it. So tell us about you, John. You you live in New Orleans now, well, right? Wait, I have, I have some questions. Wow. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. What do you, uh, how many groups go, how many people go out in a group of pussyfooters and you go to like a venue to like, when you're doing your promotional work or whatever you're doing, how many? Yeah, Not 116 call, people don't show up. No, we call them street teams. They go out in groups of like 15, 20. Which is still pretty, it's a yeah, lot of people. It's a lot of guys. So when you show up at a club, it, it has a lot of impact. Mm -hmm. And everybody yeah, knows who we are knows. as soon as we walk in the yeah. door. It's, yeah. like, it's, smile. it's like an instant party, exactly, <laughs> as soon as we walk in. When you walk in, everyone can breathe yeah. a, a sigh of relief. Well, one of our historic logos has been, um, we are majorettes from the mothership sent here to help the party people get their groove on. And that's kind of <laughs> what we do when we show up. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it, exactly. <clears throat> Which is funny because we don't need a lot of reasons in New Orleans, no, but don't. that's that's certainly another good one. That's right. Add that to the list of good reasons to party. It's easy. Is your set always acoustic? I see you're holding this great acoustic guitar. Um, uh, it's, I'm always with an acoustic guitar, but usually uh, I'll have a trio, so I'll have a, an upright bass player and a trumpet player. Nice. So that's what I usually play with, but... I seem to make um, I seem to make have more gigs solo just because it's easier for people to squeeze me in tiny little spaces. Yeah, just me and my guitar. For sure. Where do you play? Are you um, playing lately? I do every Wednesday night right around the corner at the Blind Pelican on oh, the patio. Oh, you do. That's a good place. So it's me and a ball game. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, twenty-five cent oysters. That's great. Uh, and then. Uh, um, there's a new place on Frenchman that just opened up called Bamboulas. I'll be doing Thursdays down there. And then uh, tomorrow night at um, Voodoo Lounge uh, at House of Blues. Mm -hmm. I also play at, um, uh, what is it, Big Mom's Lounge in the House of Blues, which is a great, cool venue. They turned the old retail store into a small venue. If y'all been down there, it's, it's super cool. And um, then uh, like Oak Bar, we're going to do a double shift tomorrow night. And... Um, Kind of whatever will have me. I just played a bunch of shows in Napa for the film festival out there, the Napa Valley Film Festival, yeah. and that was a uh, that was a ton of fun. We did we played a, a lot of music to a lot of people who were drinking a lot of wine. Nice. Yeah. And it was Brad, fun. you got music business too, right? Yes. Brad, I, you, what's I, your what are I, you doing? You're publishing, right? I've been published a lot of music, a lot of country music out of Nashville. I've had songs cut by Chris Cagle, Easton Corbin, Colt Ford, Tracy Lawrence, Pat Green. Um, do you know those people? <coughs> I know a lot of those folks. You do? Yeah. I don't know them, but that's because I Especially Chris Cagle. Yeah. Okay. Good. Almost yeah. all this stuff is mine. Nice. Wow. So, so I've, I've been pretty proud. I've been lucky that 
surround myself with some great people, not being a great musician, but had some great musician friends. Where Do you have a staff? Do you have a writing staff, or do you just... We hire some writers, and we yeah. do single song deals with a lot yeah, of people, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I've had some writers on, on payroll that mm-hmm. just had some big hits. And, on draw, as it were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you, so, know, cool. do you know Jim McCormick? Yeah, I would yeah. play golf with Jim Monday. He's a good friend of mine. We didn't play golf. We played in the rain for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's a good pal. He's yeah. been on the show. He's playing a great golf, guy. Playing golf is sort of a... Yeah. It's an interesting thing. It's really it's swinging a stick and then go finding what you just hit. Yeah. Interesting. Sport. We didn't even have the opportunity there. We went yeah. to Mississippi to play for the St. Jude's. Hold, holding festival. some lightning rods. And yeah, said, right. We're not going <laughs> out at this point. Yeah. You're not a golfer, John. Oh, I love playing golf. I actually grew yeah. up playing golf. I love it. And then uh, I just don't. I don't have the time, or yeah. or I can't justify the time and money. It I just takes can't do it. a lot of time to be it. a good golfer. I actually broke up with my fiance years ago because he's golf too much. Golf too much. I yeah. believe it. I it's, totally believe it. With him. It is America. Because then he'd be gone all the yeah, time. Yeah, then he'd be happy now. It works out. You'd love each other still. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you got to work. I, that's funny. I would always have to pick up the kids, you know. And, yeah, yeah. Um, ready, ready. I just, that's just it. When I was single, I played a ton of golf in my 20s and kind of early 30s. I was bartending, playing music, and had all my days free. So we golf like five days a week, you know. It was like I had nothing else to do during the day. And then, you know, then I got married and had children, and uh, free time is a non-existent uh, right. entity. right. So, but I'm cool with that. I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. It actually makes me feel better. I, I my excuse not to go hunt golf for golf balls in the woods anymore. I don't, because I would, I wouldn't mind doing that. But I don't. It's just, it's just too much time, man. I tried it. I tried it, and it just seemed like a terrible reason to ruin a beautiful walk in a park. Well, that's, that's, uh, there's, that's, there's, a know, yeah, yeah. there's a book. There's a book called, called I think, I think, good, I think good Mark walk Twain, around. right? Didn't he say that? I think Perfect way to been. ruin a, yeah, a good absolutely. walk. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, are you ready to play something for us, oh, John? We would love to have you. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Well, so, uh, is there a story? You might want to ease this off. Well, uh, yes, because you walked in the room. Because so, this song's called Larissa. So it even though it's pr- 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 yeah, pronounced slightly differently, I think. Jimmy Choo's at the foot of the bed A little French frock Maybe the ball gown instead I'll tissue paper bra Hose with a rip I hell it's Friday night She's putting on the glitz All cream by Lancome And a litany of lotions That Liz Taylor scent Smells like the ocean then comes that makeup, laying it on thick, struggling to squeeze into that a platinum blonde wig. Oh, Larry by day, Larissa by night. Uh-oh, coming alive under the Bourbon Street neon. She is what he is, no reason to change. And hell, all of his neighbors are Doing it these days, I see them all prancing around like peacocks in bloom. But then, what are them first term congressmen to do? C9 to 5, he's a pit bull in the aisles, just voting against any kind of alternative lifestyle but Friday afternoon he's right back on that plane heading to the big easy where everything's a game he's Larry by day Larissa by night coming alive under the bourbon street neon she is what he is, no reason to change And hell, all of his co-workers are doing it these days I see them all prancing around like peacocks in bloom But then what are them first term congressmen to do? And oh, Larissa feels so alive It's the garter belt under his suit that helps Larry survive. Oh, he's Larry.
by day and uh, Larissa by night. She's uh, coming alive under the bourbon street neon. She is what he is, no reason to change. And hell, everyone in Washington is doing it these days. I see them all prancing around like peacocks in bloom. But then what are all them politicians gonna do? I know they sure as hell ain't working. They might as well be cross-addressing. Nah. Wow, what a song. Thank you, John. That's awesome. I'm glad we could uh, all share that. Yeah, well, I mean, this is really kind of part of the theme of the show, apparently. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Larissa <laughs> might be one of Brad's Customers, yeah, possibly could join yeah. the ex girlfriend, yeah, right. Oh, or I was drinking, yeah. yeah now, now, Ken, is Pussyfooters open to transgender individuals? No, no, okay. No. So, so La- Larissa, not Larissa, Larry Larissa, <laughs> would not be a, a pussyfooter, but could very well hang out at, at yeah. yeah, could be a mistake, yeah, at spirits on board. That's good. So, so Brad, what about you, congressmen? Do, they, yeah. do you allow congressmen? Congresswomen. Women. Are there any? Are there any congresswomen? No, no. Right. And if there were, she wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. That's oh, right. is it? Is yeah. it a secret? No. Or, no. No. It's no. just, you know, some people fear the name uh, because there is a lot of clever double entendre in the. I name, don't know what you mean. But yeah, I, don't, I have no idea what I'm referring okay. to. But, um, and some people are a little afraid of that. Um, so, so we do don't. They, do they mask like they don't like? When Some of our members do. Some of our members ah. mask when they march because they're a little concerned about the public image. Of course, you know, oh. it's not that risque. I don't know what anybody make a big deal about. So, but, yeah, you know, I happened? guess just the name Pussy Foot itself is a little. Has anybody ever been outed? Nobody seemed to care no. about Puss in Boots. <laughs> exactly. You know, well, there's a like, Disney you know. character called Pussy Footer, and it's an actual word that doesn't have double entendre, which means to be subversive and step around to get the same job done. Of course. Done, you know, so of course, everyone still knows walk that. softly and yeah. get the work done. So, so you guys are actually the not don't pussy footers. Mm-hmm. We're kind of, yeah. Because you want to be in like your face. Double, double entendre. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. like you're, you're out there getting things done. We right? are out there getting so, things done. So, like Brad, you have a degree in criminal justice? Well, yeah. What's up with that? I graduated high school. I think I had like a 2.0 grade point average. And I remember leaving to go to college. I was like, I was going to go to the University of Missouri until I got the letter that said I wasn't. And then so I found a a college that would take me. And so I said, I'm going to be a marketing major until I took my first economics class. And so I took my economics class and... It didn't turn out so well, and I looked and I said, what are all the basketball players do? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, said, I didn't care what I was going to do. I That's was going to finish. And so I was like, i got to find my easiest way through this. I'll tell you what, because man. they told me I couldn't. I took, uh, I took about a, a third of a semester of accounting. Like, and I got into so you hang out with the business school people. Oh, it's a whole different world, man. They're wired different. It's, it, they are wired different. Yeah. I mean, I, I was doing the homework, and I was going to class and listening, and I was literally like, it was like I was on Mars. I was, I was in my it was I'm strange. A teacher, I was like, hey, I don't understand this. He goes, you don't have to understand it. You just got to do it. I'm like, uh, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You do something you don't understand. It's, I don't, it's, I don't get I actually, that. I got a degree in philosophy, so we'd Ooh. sit around and, and wow. talk about, uh, you know, we'd talk about ethics, which, yeah. of course, ethics can anyone wide variety of reasons people do things but uh and i i, I love that i felt perfectly at home like having no answer there is no answer i'm like so you went to uh uc university of colorado boulder, actually, boulder. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 so you did that for four years four and a half thank you all right that's mm-hmm. pretty good <laughs> not pretty good bad for college yeah. i think i feel pretty good about yeah, that yeah yeah so i took a semester off and uh we were playing a ton of music, so I was, I was making a good living, and then I was waiting tables, and uh, after a semester off, I was like, no, I think I'll, I think I'll finish this thing. When they were graduation, I remember leaving, they had the, a list of all from number one to the bottom. And my dad's just an Of students? Kid. Yeah, like, oh, no, that is not terrible cool. thing to do. No, cool. that's it was, bad. It was all the way down, and, and my dad comes in, and he At goes, least you're not the last one. No, oh, I was. Oh, <laughs> so, 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 so my dad comes in, and he's just an old hippie, and he goes, he's like, looks, and he kind of gets down on his knees, and he looks at it, and he goes, he goes, man, you're on the bottom. Yeah, and I go, I go, well, well, 
I was embarrassed. He goes, you're holding the whole class up. Oh, <laughs> oh thanks, good Dad. Good dad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good dad. That's awesome. Well, Larissa, you're a teacher, right? I am. Yeah. What do you teach? I teach freshman English to accelerated gifted eighth graders at Lusher Charter School. Now, isn't good for you. That wasn't me. No. I got rooms full of smarty pants. Yeah, yeah. I thought everybody at Lusher was accelerated. Pants. Well, some are more accelerated than others. Wow, all right. That's just uncool. I know. These kids are tracking. That's not, I don't think that's cool. These kids, are, cool? These kids are going kidding. on to AP <laughs> courses in high school, so yeah. they're getting a lot of requirements out of the way early. And so English. Those are going to be the people that graduate college when they're like 18. Yeah. Oh. And then they're do not they going to be ready that? for life yet. I don't know. Do people still do that? Not really. Our, t our students tend to take a gap year and go do something and cool go to before something they smart. start college. Yeah. <laughs> they should serve yeah. in the military or wait tables for a year. One of those two things. I wish yeah. I had done that. Well, I would have been a lot you, more prepared. You need to know what it's like to not be in charge. Well, which do you take think orders. is harder, the military or a restaurant? Oh, I would, well, I would, I'm, I can, I, yeah, I would not difference? join the military. Like, <laughs> anyone who's willing to lay down their life uh, for me uh, gets my vote. But um, I, I do believe that everyone should spend time in service. I mean, in, in waiting tables and bartending. So you know what it feels like to essentially be ordered around for an entire, for your whole life. Just ordered around. Yeah. And that's kind of like the military, except the military, of course, you're, it's a whole different ballgame why you're being ordered. A lot of my friends have service, uh, you know, food and beverage experience and boy you can tell a lot about a person by how they relate to their server in a restaurant how they treat people yeah. you how can you learn a lot people. about a person in about five minutes flat yeah of course you can. By the relationship it's about treating people server. absolutely yeah it's about whether treating you're going to get a second too. date really if it's if you're, if you're with me yes. yeah. and you got to give up golf yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. ow yeah. <laughs> a big a big tipping non-golfer <laughs> Yeah, but that's I like cool. That. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. But you got to set your standards set and then don't go below. You know what? When you go below, you nobody wins. Oh, man. You go below. I'm, I'm, mm. Nobody yeah. wins. That's tough, like we were, tough, tough. We were talking earlier how like you meet people and then you, you mingle and you stuff comes from it. I was actually, a couple of years ago, I was doing an a armed forces tour in Saudi Arabia. And I met the guy, Bob Regan. And he was he's the head of all the Niceville Songwriters Association. And he lobbies and Congress yeah, for him. And he's been doing this thing called Operation Song where... They write songs with soldiers, and so, and I was in the middle of this deal with doing this festival stuff, so we just did a treatment for it, and about these hit songwriters and artists writing songs about what happened with these soldiers. We did a treatment for it, and we got the pilot okay this week, and they start filming the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 9th of December wow. in Nashville. So That's a busy excited. guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a busy guy. Yeah. Sure. So what's a treatment? I don't have just, time to do uh, it. It's just basically an outline. And most of the time you'd have to do a sizzle reel, but it was just so powerful. And we sent him some of the songs because he'd been doing it for over a year. And we're really excited about it. So your idea, what, what you'd is be a, You'd be a, considered a creator of the show. And, and it all came together, I mean, fast. And so he's going to be working with soldiers who come back with with like say lost PTSD limbs, or PTSD, any, every it could be anything. Anything, and it's even going to go. It's going to go even further. That work with you know spouses and stuff well, like how, that. And how do you uh, do? You have some. So you have a, a songwriter or a musician in the, in the room, kind of working with them to help create these yes. things. Yeah. How many? How many songwriters are involved? Well, usually you'd have one artist and a songwriter. You know, some of them are, don't so write, you, don't you, write as good as you think they would. But you'd have an artist. Yeah. So, so like and, an artist would be in there to kind of who right. maybe be the front person of the song right. who would help take it to life. Yeah, and then that's cool. And it would go to the foundation. Just, it's just a great, pro, it's just a great program. It's a great and program. Yeah, and for it to great. go that fast in a couple of months, where they pilot yeah. and give dates for the uh, when for you the have pilot. a good idea. Yeah. So, so where's it cool. headquartered? That's going to be out of Nashville. They're going to start filming uh -huh. out of Nashville. They, they're they're oh, in Fort uh -huh. Bragg right now, getting the soldiers. Uh, um, wow, signing them up them mm -hmm. to get them to see. Make sure they're stable enough to do it, and they want to do it. And but you'll see that that'll probably come to life fast. Wow, that's exciting! That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah we've awesome. already got some really big names that already that are going to be on it. And that is that it circus. a secret? Can you? Tell Those me? are oh, still out of the secret. It's, right. This guy works, and he's like a, he's a one big uh, top secret file. Hmm. 
Yeah, I yeah. know. He can't tell us yeah. anything. Everything, you, everything's going to be super cool, but I can't tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a great, I'm a really great kisser. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had a few things under wraps and, and been secret about it until this week once we locked down all the details for our Blush Ball event. But we can now start making it public because the event went live online last night for ticket sales through Eventbrite. And the ticket sales went live on pussyfooters.org last night, so we can release the talent information. Oh, can and we hear it now? So, so yes. What do you got? Oh, and oh, yeah. we've got. Um, I can't tell Big you. Ch- we've I'm got <laughs> Big Chief Monk Boudreaux and the Wild Magnolias. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, that's the set. And oh, the second awesome. set, the late set, will be Big Sam's Funky Nation. Oh, man. He's had a five year relationship with us, and we've added the Wild Mags. And our DJ this year is going to be DJ Quickie Mart, who spins for Galactic. Wow. And we're going to have a couple of ancillary uh, sort of satellite lounges where we'll have some other local DJs playing as well. But our lineup is... Have you considered an acoustic trio in one of I was actually like, one of the little lounges <laughs> might be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. An acoustic thing is not I a am, bad idea. My trio is lounge. Yeah. And do. Uh, yeah, lounge and pussyfooters. It seems like they okay, I'm taking your card and your yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. You put people together. Yes, I, uh, absolutely. That's what this show is all about. And, you know, people listen to us all over the world. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, right, it is crazy. I think so, this the interesting thing, that, one of the things I love about, that I did love about Nashville and that I do love about New Orleans is uh, it's, it's so small. Uh, and, and if you're doing something good, if you're doing something good with your life, generally other people doing good things with their lives kind of float into your circle and you start to do mm-hmm. better things with each other. And it just happens very quickly, I think, here. If you're doing something good. Because yeah. there's a, oh. there's a, a nice underbelly of people who, who who not that they're doing anything bad, but would just be just very happy, you know, going to work and then sitting at the bar till midnight every night and, and doing that seven nights a week. And there are a lot. Of, that's I'm totally cool with that, and I spend a lot of time doing that. <laughs> I make a lot of money but, uh, off of that. Watch what you're saying. There. <laughs> no, but I think I think the the converse is true too. When you're doing something bad and. You, of course, the, those bad people come into your life, and you start doing something that's a little ex- more bad, that's right? Exactly yeah. right. Extreme. Always putting positive energy into the world, and yep. positive things generally happen. Yeah, yeah. So, how long were you in Nashville? Uh, about five years. And when was when was that? Uh, we moved back a year ago, so the five years prior to that. Mm. I can't do math. We're in 2013, so it's mm-hmm. 2012. So mm-hmm. 12 minus that. So it's actually mid the middle of 2008 we moved there. Uh-huh. About four right. and a half years. Are you happy to be back? Oh, we love it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is from uh, Oakland or California, kind of uh, East Bay, North Bay. And uh, uh, she loves it here. I mean, every day she's, have I told you how much I love it here? I'm like, yes, you actually have. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, we're we're very happy to be back. And you know, we're near my folks, my brother, and he has kids my kid's age. And it's totally cool for me because I was gone for a long, long time. So it's nice to be back around old friends that are all doing, you know, new and cool stuff that I got to, uh, it, it, you, when you move home, it's interesting. You, you, you kind of move back into who you were when you left, but I, I was oh. gone long enough that I moved back and that, that person is long gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's, I was fortunate in that way. Well, I could break from myself. Yeah. So, so you, your wife is from away. California. Mm-hmm. Your wife, Brad, is from here. My wife is from here. I grew up in a military town in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and her dad was an enlisted man. And so we met in high school. No, you did? Yeah. Oh, and, um, that's cute. So she was a New Orleans girl, and a, my grandpa grew up in a pig farm. He goes, a pig always goes back to a swaller. You're not going to be able to keep that woman. <laughs> so I go, so, yeah, he's, and I, go I go, what do you mean, Daddy? He goes, can't take no woman away from their family. And I was like, I've never been on an airplane or nothing. I was pretty sheltered. And so I was like. Wow, your dad was a military man and you had not been on an airplane? No, my dad worked for the federal government. But we were like, there's a class like 300 and there was only like six of us that went through kindergarten through 12. And wow. that's kind of how it worked. And I was the only, the rock of that little community because we were the only ones that were there. And I meet some Cajun girl that's got olive skin and smells pretty and talks a little bit funny and all. It, it, it was, was kind of like oh you know <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking straight for a while and so she was going to school at lsu and i'd, I'd be going back and forth i'd get on the plane like oh you know, a little half, uh, half yeah, yeah. <laughs> your first time on a plane was to see her yeah wow and that's love it's so cute yeah it's been, it's, yeah. It's been you fun know, you dr- that's not a far drive so oh, 10 hours of driving 
You know, you know, both yeah, and, I only had a weekend, man. I was just, right. That's true. I needed yeah, a conjugal true. visit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking straight. <laughs> and so, so more you, time in the car, not, not time in the session. No, no, no. So, th- so that was your, uh, that was your, your introduction to New Orleans. Yeah, I just ca- I came down here and um, I would stay with our family. Family, and the weird thing here is like everybody travels in packs and families, and like I was from a small family, and we're like. We're like the Lone Ranger. You just do what you got to do and and just move on. He's like, here, like, oh, Aunt Sue or sister. I'm like, what the? You know, this yeah. is a little bit. I was, I was glad I have two boys with her because I think they'd go to the gynecologist together for the first appointment. They all go in there and then they're grouped around her. And I'd feel sorry for her. Oh, no. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so you, how many kids I got do you guys two. have? Yeah. yeah. yeah got and you've got kids, too. Two of them. Two? Two? You have mm-hmm. kids, Larissa? Don't. My husband's a New Orleans boy, but we haven't been blessed with our family yet. I do not have children either. Yeah. So. But if I did, if I did, if I had children, would I be a pussyfooter? I guess a lot of pussyfooters have children, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do they yeah. all come out? They all come out and watch. Ooh, uh, for the parades, yeah. yeah. But practice is mommy's night out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. okay. Right and actually, it's, it's interesting because back in the early days of our organization, we sort of claimed that as part of our women's empowerment mission. This is yeah. your opportunity yeah. to. Get out of your sweats, get out of your mommy zone, get out of the kid world, yeah. and get into a grown-up, fun, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, awesome. delightful, sort of sexy. It's a great en- idea. Enjoy your yeah. enjoy your body and your movement, and get out of the mom zone. It's, now, a, it's an important part of what we do. When you guys are rehearsing, are what do you wear? Do you wear your costumes, or no. do you no? You wear no. what? Do you wear no. whatever's comfortable? <laughs> we do. No. We uh, we wear uh, whatever's handy. Uh, a lot of gals like to you know wear a lot of pink when they come to practice i'm one of them I like yeah to wear, i've got a i didn't own a thread of pink until i became a pussyfooter and now they're just their wardrobes full of it yeah. my daughter i already know she can't wait to see you guys the, she is pink and purple like yeah. there she can't get out of it yeah she's a pussyfooter at heart she is so a lot of us just wear really casual stuff to practice but it ultimately turns into something pink after you've been in the group for a while yeah, yeah. have you guys ever seen the pussyfooters no mm-hmm. yeah. seen unless i saw I will, them and didn't know yeah. did, yeah. Y'all yeah. March, did you march in muses we march like? we've marched in muses every year for 12 yeah, years so i've seen you guys and then. last mm-hmm. year we marched in six mardi gras parades and Which all of them were the super cruise yeah, Cleop- I, I cleopatra king yeah. arthur yeah. toth muses yeah then we saw you. Nick's. I can't remember. I can't. I can't. You know, divide the parades. It's a lot. Yeah, I just yeah, know we saw. It's a lot going them. on. We were there. So how long? If you're if you're marching in a parade, in a Mardi Gras parade, you're doing the whole route, right? That whole uptown nine route. Mile, nine miles in a corset and white wow. Doc Martens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and you do it. Six white Doc Martens. Cool. Some of those gal. Yeah. Some of those gals do it. Uh, did all six parades. I only did three. <laughs> you could sell yourself I'm, I'm, as a great way to burn I'm, calories. I'm, coming, sure. up, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. coming up on a landmark birthday. My cartilage does not cooperate. 25? With <laughs> yeah, no. I'm definitely taking your car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 just, I, learn I, play guitar. I just don't have, I don't have that kind of endurance anymore. But um, some of those younger gals who are still under 40 can Hang in there. Yeah, that's, that's those great. Yoga, those yoga queens can do it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yoga, awesome. man. Yoga, yeah. that, that'll cure yeah. all your ills. Yep. I've never done one day of yoga, but every day I say, I'm so stressed, I've got to get yoga. Yeah. Do you do you yoga? Do. I do Pilates. You do Pilates? Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's harder than yoga, right? Well, I don't know. I like it better. I do happy hour. You yeah. do? <laughs> <laughs> I do that, too. John, you look like you do yoga. Do you do yoga? That's uh, Actually, no. But no, I have done lots of yoga. And I, I like, uh, I've enjoyed a lot of Bikram classes. Uh, what is that? The hot, hot stuff? yoga. Mm-hmm. But my brother actually owns Ferret Street Yoga, so I can throw that plug in there. So he, he owns Fret Street Yoga, okay. and uh, so we have, I'm slowly but surely falling into yoga. He and I have, are uh, on the cusp of launching our kind of online um, instructional videos. Really? So we'll be doing that. Our, our goal is people like you, who say yoga is the cure to all, but I don't do it. Right, yeah. And so there's something keeping you away from those yoga classes. Could be the price, it, it could be simply leaving home or, or you know, sitting in a room with other people feeling uncomfortable doing something that you don't do and they do so we want to bring it to your home to your office to wherever's convenient for you so that's the idea so So how's that probably uh we're literally i'm now editing all the video and uh, getting it to the tech about, guys to have it launched by the end of the year. How about pussyfooters doing the yoga? Oh, man. Like, I would watch that more than I probably would. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have we do have uh, we do have models in some of the videos. Some of them we don't. 
Um, and and Are you I think <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a good no, job. Brad, just back. It's a good job. Um, no, but uh, I think pussy floaters would be great. It would yeah. be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It would be great for us, and it'd be great for some kind of cross promotional thing. How we can how we can uh, monetize that for you is is the question. I don't know how we would do that. Divide us. Some of these girls yeah. would do it just to be on camera. But it wouldn't be right. But but it'd be <laughs> good. For, it'd be good for that. But if we could also promote yeah. pussy footers in some kind of way, that yeah. if people were to to because we do a, like a monthly subscription, mm-hmm. and so you have access to the hundreds of videos and anything you want to watch any time of day anywhere in the world, for you know way less than one yoga class. But if we could find a way to have the pussy footers involved in a way that we could also then have some of the profit share go to the pussy footers. So I don't know how we do that. But um, that would be the, that, that would be, be a talk. It it's a great idea, and we actually have an arrangement like that with some other with some local vendors who, when there's a special product launch or a product line, right. we can help them promote it, and we get a little taste yeah. of it to go to our charity. Yeah, so that's but it's great. It's everybody best. wins. I mean, it's that's it's for us. It would get the word out to a lot of people very quickly. Yeah, and uh, and for you, hopefully, it puts some money. Well, that that really is a great idea for marketing because I'll tell you, there's no more powerful marketing force than a social network of women dressed in pink wigs. <laughs> I agree. Well, and, <laughs> But you, and the, and that and, and social networking in general. I yeah. mean, that's how the world has done business for thousands of years, up until we discovered television and things like that. I mean, it was word of mouth. It was people yeah. talking at a pub. It was people getting yeah. together and having coffee and meeting. That's how we. That's how humans do business. Yeah, yeah. So. And sitting around the table at Casa Borrego. A happy hour. A happy yeah. hour. No, but this. Awesome. You're right. This, yeah. This is it. This, this is, is how we do bar. it. Yeah, we put together. This show puts together a lot of great people. It's a, this place is nice. I love uh, this. I've never been here. That's, I'll definitely come back here. Really I mean, nice. clearly yeah. there's this gorgeous Mexican theme, but it also seems Mexico so New City. Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so eclectic. It's it. Mexico City and New Orleans are very simpatico. I think. Yes, they are. I agree. I'm having a hard time getting over. You don't think I did yoga? No, but again, you're. Don't play golf. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But we love you. You're perfect. You're perfect. Make fun of the fat kid. Well, one of one of the you're not fat. (laughs) Anorexically challenged. One of the things that's really exciting about the Blush Ball this year is not only are we um, looking for a thirty thousand dollar goal, which seems attainable. It is attainable. Um, We've set assertive goals every year when we've had this event and we've always ex- exceeded them mm-hmm. knock on wood throw some salt yeah i don't want to don't want to break that streak but um one of the one of the other ways that we empower women and it was you know, i was thinking about it while you were talking is that we celebrate imperfection so pussyfooters don't look like barbie dolls mm-hmm. they look like who does the average right we look like the average cross-section of the way women are built the way women are look the way women look and one of the things that uh I was thinking about why you were talking was how empowering it can be in a fitness video to see women who don't just look that's like Barbie. Great. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. really that's a that's a great and point. That is what we love. So since I I don't I'm not the yoga guy. My my brother is and he's a genius at what he does. But so my point to him and I keep making this over and over again is my goal is not people who do yoga. I want the 99% of the world who don't do yoga. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm trying to reach. So I love people who who are struggling to, to do some things in, in yoga because the whole thing is difficult. I mean, standing on one leg is difficult. Yes, it is. So it's and it's I think it's important for everyone to see, especially children in this crazy like perfection uh, airbrushed world, to see that that human beings are, are not perfect, and that's what makes them perfect. that's the right. cool part. That's right. That's the imperfections are the coolest part about. And that's one of the things people. we say is that we celebrate what is perceived as an imperfection. Which is why New Orleans is so cool. That's right. This city is that's like right. blessed with many imperfections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's how I got here. I mean, I lived in Atlanta for 17 years before I moved here, and I was working on a magazine article. I'm a writer as well. I was working on a magazine article covering um, a jazz musician who was on his first U.S. tour, and he was a very dear friend of mine. And I came down for the New Orleans leg of his tour, and then the week that we were here, he was playing with Kid Jordan, and John Sinclair was here at the time. Yeah. And, uh, so he was just kind of making the rounds with a lot of the names and the big, the, the big fellas on the scene. And I met people who are still my friends today, 12, 13 years later. And the thing that I was stricken by was that abs, that, you know, it's a living culture, that cult- music and food and art and performance and theater are in the air here. Mm-hmm. It isn't something you have to buy a ticket to and go over here to this sterile place and sit and watch. It's just, you breathe it in. 
and it's not always perfect, but it sure is great. It's one of the most interesting cities in the world. Do forget how lucky we are sometimes until you go back to say. Oh my God! Even the places they think are great can't no, can't hold a match to no this. We we bad. lived in the suburbs of Nashville, and it was it was really Mayberry-ish. It was it was very safe and, and very nice, and and that's kind of what freaked us out, I think, and that's why we moved yeah. here. Like I, I we love the funk, I went man. To a lovely, extraordinarily well-known <clears throat> town in North Carolina that a lot of people in New Orleans love during the Katrina, you know, period when nobody could find work and nothing made sense. I was gone for a year, and it's very clean, very organized, very friendly, mm -hmm. very stable, very safe, and I just could not wait to get out of there. I knew there was something wrong with me at that point because yeah. a clean, stable, <laughs> safe, organized place was not well, for not me. For you. Yeah. It's like I'm ruined for living anywhere else because this place is so interesting. A good friend of mine just moved here. She's Irish, and, and she's been living in San Francisco for the last 12 years, at least 10. And... Uh, and I kept saying, <clears throat> you need to move to New Orleans. I said this thousands of times to her, and then and finally we moved down here, and then her, her father passed away, I think, in March, and that kind of sent her on this journey to figure out what she really wanted to do. And so she's been here for about maybe three months or something like that, and, and she came to see me last night to play some music, and, uh, and, uh, and I said, so how do, how do you like it here so far? She's like, I've been, this is where I belong my whole oh, life, you know, this so is finally, I feel like I'm at home, and yep. like, I've finally found, like, my calling, I'm that's supposed so, to be here. It's like, such a story, it's yeah. so, you everybody, hear that, yep. everybody. Yeah. We're ahead of our time, yeah. being accepting of everything, mm -hmm. and it's just this, and it's just like a small pod of New Orleans, it's just like, bam, you're, you're okay, yeah. no matter what everybody else says, and well, we're mm -hmm. lucky to have that. One mm -hmm. of my good friends, Rob Cambry, says, you can get away with anything in New Orleans as long as you don't wreck the party. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Really true. Like that. That's very true. <laughs> as I said, as long as the beer doesn't run out, everyone's fine. Yeah. You know? We'll go to whiskey. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not. No. <laughs> we're not I, scared. I, no, I agree. You know, and uh, Lord knows I've, I've thrown back some bourbon in my day, but um, not no more. Retired. Drinking a, a lime soda over there, I see. Yeah, lime yeah. soda. And Th yeah. we've got a specialty cocktail, but I don't remember the name of it. It's got it's raspberries. It's pink in honor of, I think, the pussy flavor. Uh -huh. so. right yeah. It's very good. It's a lovely cocktail. Got, I think, some tequila Lots and some raspberries fruit. in it. It's beautiful. Is it good? try another yeah. one. There's got to be uh, someone we could ask. Uh, there's Jess. Jess. Mm -hmm. Jess. No, I don't oh, see yeah. Jess. But we always have this trouble. Every time we go for the, what's the name of the specialty cocktail? We can't ever find Jess. So anyway, but it's delicious, everybody, right? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Right. great. Uh, John, how about some more music? Why don't I play a song while we find out what, the, what we're drinking? <laughs> when I say we, of you course, mean, mean me. you. I'll be, I'll be on my mission. <laughs> okay, so this will, be the go, this will be the go find the drink song. I don't know what that is, but... I'm now sitting on the edge of the moon, just fishing for stars. Dangling our feet in the clouds, and a skipping stones from here to Mars. Moving at the speed of love, space cadets moon, just a fishing for stars on the edge of the moon. Skinny dipping in the Milky Way, yeah, gravity done left town. Uh, and uh, uh, Bill Haley and the Comets, well, they're the best damn band in a Neptune town. And uh, when we kiss up here, forever lasts all afternoon. Just a fishing for stars on the edge of the moon. And I traverse the universe to blast off with you. You're my Intergalactical, I hardly can keep my hands off of your celestial body. Dancing in your eyes And I'm gonna bet you all the rings around Saturn That the planets are gonna align tonight Here in Cincinnati In this a seedy motel room Just a fishing for stars On the edge of the moon Yeah 
Oh, just fishing for stars on the edge of the moon. I was just fishing for stars. Ah, ah, we're going fishing, we're going fishing. Fishing for stars, we're going fishing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we found out the name of the specialty cocktail. I've completely forgotten it. <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> this is a raspberry rumpe. Rebecca Conwell, our good friend. She was on the show last week. She came to take pictures this week. She was mm -hmm. dispatched for uh, the specialty cocktail detail. And it is the raspberry raspberry rumpe. All right. Nice. Nice. Good. And it's good. What's right. in it? Raspberries. Are we gonna have our Are we gonna have our mixologist Jess, come and tell yes, us what's Jess, in it? Yes, come right here and tell us. Yeah, this is a raspberry rompe. I did a fresh muddled raspberry with an agave syrup, um, a little bit of Solaris liqueur, which is a blood orange liqueur, and a tequila, the Espolon. That sounds so wonderful. Well, I should have I should have ordered one after all. Mm. You'll have to have one afterwards. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's does, what I right? work on. Raspberry <laughs> rompe. Jess has mm. clearly practiced in saying it in a way yeah. that makes it, it sound well as done. enticing as yeah. it is. Yeah. I'm gonna Very start. Nice. I'm gonna start drinking because of that. <laughs> oh. don't, look, don't look her in the eyes when she says it. <laughs> all right. Well, I think everybody needs to come and drink a raspberry rompe. Rompe. That's. How she didn't she roll the R? Raspberry rompe. I don't know how you do that. Without sounding, you know, so you sound really phony when you do that. But uh, that's, I think that's the whole thing. You just got to throw it out there and just not care. Not and care. Raspberry rompe, just yeah. forget about it. Yeah. People, you know, it's all good. It's, all it's good. just rolling an R. I know, I know. But what about the French? When the, I had a guy that wanted to meet me out, and I said, how about um, the Circle Bar? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I didn't know if you meant Le Cirque. Or yeah. the circle bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you said, never mind. <laughs> I'll, be ha I'll be dining Do alone Do you play tonight. golf? Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely a golfer. Exactly. That's really funny. I like uh, that. No, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to learn French, actually. You know, I was just talking to somebody today. She said no French immersion for her kid because it's not going to be worth anything. What do you uh, think about that? Both of my kids are in French immersion. Yeah, cool. And I don't Just care what the language is. It doesn't matter to me. But but turn your brain on to another language. One, turn your brain on. Uh, two, um, I, it's, to me it's like the most important thing for like American children to realize that there are other cultures on the planet. And I'm, so, I, I, I mean, I think it's when you're growing up, I think you have to be exposed to as many different things as I can possible. Go, I can go all educator on you. Oh, yeah, like. right. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. What do yeah. you got? All of the research says. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to pussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all of the research says. I'm just going to drop some teacher science here. Um, all of the research says that language acquisition skills um, activate the part of the brain that um, comprehends, analyzes, and synthesizes complex patterns. Yeah. And so the ability to identify and analyze, improve upon, and repeat a complex pattern is really the executive function of the brain. And that's exactly. what every employer, that's what that's every what I just high said. level job you, really I, requires I just, us to do. Musicians do it every day, right? <laughs> I got lost halfway through that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you're exactly right. And I can see it working right. in my children. And I think yeah. the reason when you're, when you're in, in that kind of an immersion situation is, you, when a teacher is so my kids are six and when you're when you're someone speaking to you in a foreign tongue all day yeah you learn to say that wasn't important that was important that wasn't important okay mm -hmm. that was important okay i know i think i know what she just asked me to do, mm -hmm. do it. so that yeah. function happens again and again and again and acquiring a language that's easy to acquire like a latin-based language or a romance-based language going from english to french english to italian english to, uh, to spanish uh, is easy because there's so many cognates you know the words look and sound the same and when we acquire those languages, it also makes it easier for us to acquire Far more other languages yeah. that aren't as familiar. So. Yeah, that's why we did it. No, on, yeah. honestly, we, yeah. we came and we we were We've thinking lost immersion. The show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we geeked yeah. out yeah. on yeah. you there for a moment. No, but I, I think it's important. I'm like Sesame Street. Which one don't belong? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I just I think it's important. Yeah. As a, as a musician, I I love the idea. I, I just think so because I believe music is a language, and so I, and I I'm I, lo I love the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, it could have been German, Spanish. I don't. 
but any German language. And, and I love, I just love French. And of course, obviously, there's the New Orleans, you know, French and Spanish. We can, we can mix those together. And this guy's got a guitar. He's saying all the right things. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. play golf. I don't play golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What more could you ask? Exactly. Even a, you know, German immersion, that sounds scary, right? German I've, immersion. I've never seen right? a German immersion, but they do offer, most of the schools offer German as your third language in like the fifth grade or something. Yeah, I like French immersion better. It sounds yeah, better. It German, sounds it's like, it's like Czech immersion. Like, yeah, right. Really? Why are we doing that? Like, right. <laughs> just sounds so much Russian lovelier. immersion. Yeah. No, there is French. something disturbing about those two words together. German, German immersion. immersion. <laughs> That's really funny. I know. I like that. Well, you guys, we are almost time up here, and I want. This has been a Larissa, happy hour. Yeah, it is a happy hour. Uh, Larissa, do it again. Let's tell us, tell us where and what. And Blush ball Saturday, January the 18th at the Cannery on uh, the 3800 block of Toulouse. And what time does this shindig start? VIP patron party starts at eight. If you want to buy a VIP ticket, go to our website and click on the link. I want more info. Uh, all sorts of great amenities, including an auction and free champagne and past hors d'oeuvres and uh, access to the event to select your table before general doors open at 9. All right, before I get all excited, how much is a VIP ticket? The, vi- the VIP tables we have left are 500. So and we have about table? six of those left. We've already sold 24. So. And how many people at a table? Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's affordable. It's not bad. Oh, it's, it's, really not not. bad. it's not that's bad. That's good. Get, you know, nine of your friends to chip so. in 50 bucks sure. and you're there. Actually... It's really yeah, not. I thought it was 500 a person, and I was like, that's steep, yeah. but I can see that. Yeah, the tables that have already sold out are 750, and they went quickly. Yeah, yeah we got the two of you and yeah. your wives, yeah. right? Yeah, Me, we're that's, in. That's, that's five. five. Yeah. yeah, we need five and, and you know what? The other five are going to be golfers. We're bringing them. <laughs> we're bringing them. We're all going to wear golfing clothes. Yeah. And if, all that, and, and if a VIP yeah. table isn't your thing, general admission tickets can be bought now from a pussyfooter uh, or at, any, at uh, Flirty Girl or Miss Claudia's for 40 bucks. You can go online, get them for 45 at the door 45 You don't see us? We don't look like VIPs? Well, <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised by what shows up for VIP, you know. It does, I think no, VIP ain't what it used to be. There's no quality check. Well, it's not quality <laughs> check. No quality it's control. check on the VIP yeah, yeah. line. Now, for regular tickets, how much are regular tickets? $40, $40 now in advance from a pussy footer, Miss Claudia's or Flirty Girl, 45 online now. Uh-huh. 45 at the door of the night of the event. All right, all right. So for $50, you can be a VIP if you that's have right. 10 people. Oh, if you that's got nine a friends. bargain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I want to do that. And proceeds, like charge more. and the proceeds go to Metro, and Metro provides shelter, legal advocacy, medical care, transportation to medical care for victims of domestic violence. Um, I'm telling you, it's a great program. My it's wife does program. the law. She's an attorney. She does their legal stuff. Very nice. Uh-huh. I need to meet your lady. And and give us the address of your of the. Spirits on Bourbon. No, we got uh, 615 Bourbon, uh, spiritsonbourbon.com. Keep updated us on Facebook, tell you what's going on. Uh, we'll let you know when everything starts rolling with everything, and it looks like we'll start filming in January. Oh, man, that's it. Please keep yeah. us posted. Come yeah. back to Happy we'll, Hour and we'll let do. us know. Do and you John, have music at Spirits on Bourbon? We have piano bars every night. We do piano music. You oh, need a trio. trio. Just a trio. Yeah, you need a lounge <laughs> trio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, do you, when do you play next, John? Uh, tomorrow night at Oak Bar, 9 o'clock till midnight. So tomorrow at, night, and or, that's yeah, 5 right. till 8. Friday, Friday, Friday November 22nd. Friday, eight, 5 to 8, Voodoo Lounge, 9 to midnight, Oak Bar. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much. This has really been fun. I really, really want to thank everybody for coming. Thank you, Graham, so much. Thank you, Riley, oh, for having us. This great. Brad Bohannon. This was fun. John Roniger and Larissa Gray. Thank Correct. you so much, thank everybody. You. The executive producer of our show is Grant Morris. Producer is... Graham DePonte, that would be me. Associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. The music director is Christian Unruh. And the theme that you're listening to now was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Era Studio Monitors, and much more. Visit www.presonus.com for more information. If you'd like to be on our show, drop us a line. If you can stay relatively vertical for an hour, our address <laughs> is on our website. It's neworleans.com. Check out our other happy hours and our other shows. Out to Lunch with Peter Aschuti, live at Commander's Palace. 
Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajak, Vietnola, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with the Vietnamese Terry Gross, Kim Vu, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Kanata, and True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson. And by the way, you can see Chris and Tammy live at the Little Gem Saloon on Rampart Street next Tuesday, November 26th from 5.30 to 6.30 for a live taping of True to the Game. I'm going to be there. I hope a lot of people will come out for that. I think it's really going to be a blast. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and all that other social media, on all of which we are It's New Orleans. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or another podcast app, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate us and review us. That helps other people find us. We are recording live today at the beautiful Casa Barrega at 1719 Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard. Happy Hours of Production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Grant Morris, Andrew Duhon, and everyone back at the INO Broadcasting Office, I'm Graham DePonte. Please join us next time on Happy Hour.